October 26th, 2017. I received a phone call at 6.07 p.m. Just after I picked up uh, both my children in the car. And uh, that my 94-year-old grandmother has passed away. Definitely a celebration of life. Uh, died peacefully and um, just drifted off into the unknown. You know, the state where we as human beings all question where does our consciousness and our soul and all the elements that, are, that make us, where does, where does it all go? You know, this comes right before, you know, the end of harvest, and um, All Hallows' Eve, All Saints' Day, Day of the Dead, where we honor and pay homage to the people that have come before us and, and left a significant stable on this earth. I can't speak too much of my grandmother's life. Uh, most of it, she lived without me. Uh, without me present, without me there. Uh, honestly, even my younger memories when I used to see my grandmother more often uh, were not really spent... Um, I don't know, the typical how you hear um, grandparents and grandchildren kind of running around playing and stuff like that. It wasn't um, Italian grandmother. She cooked a lot. We ate a lot. And we had to be clean. Uh, that was really it. Um, this past 4th of July, we went up to New York uh, so I can bring my son up, who she's never met. And then, uh, obviously, my daughter can can see her again. And, um, you know, we had a really good time. It was really the first time in my adult life. I, I've been away from my family and uh, really since I've graduated high school for the most part. And that's um, since 2001. So 16 years. And uh, when I w just went back to New York... Uh, my my grandmother's been living with my parents in upstate New York, which has been a trip because she grew up in grew up lived in Queens her whole life, and then moved out east onto Long Island, and 
kind of been there ever since until a few years ago um her health kind of turned to the worse and and uh my parents thought it was she would get the best care with them so that's where she went and uh hearing her like sly sarcasm and like talking shit to my dad it was kind of fun we were like bonding over you know just being jokesters and I saw like her witty personality that I've always heard so much of uh, and never really got the opportunity to partake in and I can kind of definitely see then where my where my father gets it and then um, maybe pass down to myself as well uh, if, if you know me on that level um, I feel like almost everything uh, is is either a joke or too serious and um, that mediocreness just never applied to me, never, never interested me. So, uh, you know, we were up upstate and I took her out to the casino. Uh, my wife and I did with my pops, her, and then she's playing craps, rolling dice, uh, just having a blast. Uh, took her out to a bonfire and fireworks show. I rode around in this four wheeler. <laughs> She makes us some sarcastic humor because it was a little chilly that night. That nobody, somebody needs to roll up the damn windows. Obviously, it doesn't have windows. Um, I've lived a life that's full. But we're here to celebrate life. And wherever she's gone to, I know that it was the right time for her. She went on her own terms. I remember a few years back, I went out. I was going out to Vegas, and uh, I was talking to her on the phone. And she tells me that when I go out to Vegas, to make so make sure I see Sinatra. Oh, what a showman that Sinatra! I gotta make sure I get to see him. I, it was worth every dime. Um, I know she knows that Sinatra is no longer with. Her. Maybe at that moment she forgot. Uh, she like slips in and out of her memories of uh, what year it may be uh, but you know she she was definitely a, a piece of work and, uh, got a grandmother and then they pass you know you you reminisce on them you reminisce and you miss them and um, all the questions you should have asked all the time you should have spent and that can be applied to anyone and anywhere family friends but really it's it's not a matter of regret you know I wish I would have done this I wish I would have explored and got to know more just a matter of now how you build those relationships with your family and friends and keep them close how do you do it make the extra effort 
to just care about some people. You know, just a, a few weeks ago, my, my dog that uh, my parents actually took up to their farm in upstate New York. They, my, my dog, Faith, uh, passed away. And when I was up at New York, you know, we got the, you know, Faith was still with us as, as well as my grandmother. And uh, it was funny, my grandma hates animals. She hates pets. They, she don't like them. She thinks they're creepy. They jump all over the place. And um, and my parents have cats and dogs. And uh, she's never a fan, but she loved Faith. So Faith was the most respectful dog, the best pet. And Faith used to just sit next to her, and my grandma would just pat her, pat her head. And uh, when Faith passed away just a few weeks ago, we. Uh, you know, the first thing I said to the, my, my parents was, um, how does grandma feel? Because that's the only pet in the house that she liked. And uh, I never really got a response for it. You know, they just were like, I don't know, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's it's weird how that happens. You know, and, and my dog Faith... Um, had another adoptee at one point. Um, he was an older gentleman that when we lived in Dallas, uh, Faith used to spend a lot of time at his house playing with his dogs on the lake uh, up in Louisville. And he was, you know, an old, if I say, a lonely old man. And he had his dogs. And Faith kind of joined the crew. And I kind of started hanging out with this guy too in the evenings, on the weekends. He had like a wood shop. And he would teach me about some tools, and uh, we would sit out on the lake and listen to uh, Jean-Luc Ponty and uh, look at the telescope at night when, uh, when the stars would come out, nice clear skies up over the lake. Uh, occasionally his son would come out with his boat, and they would dock it right in the back, and we would, we would take rides out. and. Meanwhile, Faith would just be running through the property back and forth all over the Corps of Engineers land and ton of land, ton of space. And uh, when I was moving to Waco, uh, he was pretty like upset, like clearly upset that Faith was going to be leaving. And uh, we kind of extended the invitation and, and Faith happy, happily obliged and she moved in with John for a little bit, and then uh, John fell ill, and uh, he called us up and uh, said that he can no longer take care of Faith, and uh, I was living at Corpus at this time, it was about a year and a half later, and it just so happens my mother was in town and she drove down, her and my father drove down from New York, my dad already flew back to New York, and my mother was down with the car and she was going to drive back. And when this happened, we, uh, I have a, my mother has, uh, an old cousin that lives up in the Dallas area, picked up the dog from John's house, drove down to Austin. We met her in Austin and took faith. So she lived in Corpus with us for about two weeks. And then, uh, my mother had a driving companion to go back to New York with. And, uh, that's what she did. And then shortly thereafter, my uh, my grandmother moved in and uh i guess that bond was built
and I'm sure right now she's patting her head somewhere um, whether that be in the fourth dimension in the spiritual world or or just in our memories you know it's been almost three years uh, since the loss of my friend uh, Ryan Lupo and uh, I always think of him this time of year one being that uh, some of my buddies back in New York throw on a fundraiser in his honor uh, pig roast party that uh, they, they raise money for uh, a charity in, in Ryan's name uh, but another reason being that um, it's so close to All Saints Day and Day of the Dead that um, I always reflect this time of year. I love this time of year. Uh, Halloween is my favorite holiday. Uh, not so much even just the, the the dressing up and the storytelling. It's it's the weather. It's the atmosphere. Um, my birthday is the 4th of November, so I mean, that's an added element to it, and, um, I just feel like everybody's happy this time of year. There's, like, storytelling and kids running around the streets, and people just seem to have fun. Now, I know, and it's sad because I know there's, like, crazy folk out there that always talk about, like, Oh, Halloween's scary. It's the devil's night. It's this. It's that. It's like, yeah. I mean, you can you can call it whatever you want. The end of harvest. The end of the year is supposed to symbolize death, and this is the part of year. A lot. Of, let's just face it. Uh, going back a hundred years ago and beyond, uh, people often died in the winter. They didn't make it through winters when they were old, sick, tired hungry people didn't make it through winters sometimes that's the reality of it you know now we're, we're kind of spoiled and, and we don't realize all that stuff but we can't forget about the history and the roots of everything the end of harvest symbolized the end of the agriculture you know we weren't going to be growing much from the earth when we have uh, frozen ground and snow falling so Halloween was a was a celebration that one of the last community get-togethers that everybody in the town would get together and have drinks and eat and you know they bobbing for apples that's where it came from they would eat the end of the harvest they would eat their apples and, and pies and cakes and whatever the hell that they made uh, but everybody would get together they would tell stories and then it, they also started getting into storytelling about their loved ones and who's passed. And it would be the elders that would tell a lot of these stories. And sometimes those same elders didn't make it through that winter. You know, winter's a long, winter's a cold. So to segue into it, happy Halloween. Start celebrating Halloween for, for life. You know, the, the the scary elements and boogeyman stories. Man, that's just all for like shits and giggles. It's all it's all fun and all. You know some people might take it too far. 
those people are just let them have their fun too I mean if they want to think it's all about blood and guts yeah, so be it if you want to think that it's all about like devils and stuff if that's what turns you on do it if you actually want to experience the holiday and appreciate the life that's come before you and you actually want to celebrate your loved ones that's what this day is for celebrate celebrate this time we never know when we're gonna be the ones that are being celebrated and you know what at least one day a year I would like for somebody to remember me whether it's not even my day or it's somebody that knows me but you know what just honor the people that came before you that did something positive you know, there's a lot of fucked up individuals that don't belong in that category But all the truly good people, all the truly good people, honor them. You know, my grandmother, she she was a good person. It's really rare to say about a lot of people. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's so many more good people than bad. There really is, but... Recognize the good people. I mean, that's what we got to do. We just got to recognize the good people. Ryan Lupo, good person. Mary Caliendo, Mary Spitaleri, you're a good person. Rest in peace, Grandma. We love you. Uh, we hope we hope to see you soon um, and the is wherever that may be I to hopefully Sinatra's on stage right now Blue uh, and not right. getting drunk is starting fights a little white light will lead you to my, my I raise this pumpkin ale to you See a smiling face The Elysian Night Owl a Pumpkin cozy room. Cheers a little nest that's a nest Love you Where the roses bloom Just Molly and me Baby is three The youngest grandson Happy in mine I am her youngest My grandson blue heaven. You'll see a smiling face Fireplace, a cozy room, a little nest that nestled where the roses bloom. Just Molly and me, and the baby is three. We're happy in my, happy in my blue heaven. Happy in my, my blue heaven. Listen, can I tell a story about sure. what this man did to me once? You may have known or heard about this. It was a true story. This was a long time ago, long before Don got married. I was eating 
dinner in a restaurant in New York, and uh, uh, I was with, with some friends, and he came over to the table, and he said, Frank, do me a favor, will you? He said, I'm sitting with a very pretty girl, and uh, I'm trying to make out, you know? And he said, I told her I know you, and she really doesn't believe me. Would you stop by the table? I said, all right. I was just about finished. I was down to the espresso. And I finally, he went back, and I walked by the table, and I said, how are you, Don? Nice to see you. He said, can't you see I'm eating, Frank? What are you doing? <laughs> I went for the whole thing. You stood with my mouth open.